When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. exciting episode for you today uh i say pretty exciting episode because i don't even know what i'm getting into (laughs) it might be the most exciting episode we've ever done i have no clue uh i put out there that i was looking for interviews uh some for some new content for episodes and i got a, a message on instagram from florida paranormal researcher he said count me in so here we are i'd at this point, no clue. I don't even know his real name. So that's fine with me. This is the way I like to do it. It makes it fun. It makes it exciting. Um, reactions are genuine. Nothing staged. And I just look forward to, uh, you know, hearing about him and his group. I believe his group is called War Party Paranormal. Sounds cool to me. So we'll bring him on the show, get him talking, um, try to see what, you know, their methods of doing paranormal research are and uh, what their theory is for what we're dealing with. So with no further delay, let me go ahead and bring them on. And there's dad. He's got good timing. Hold on just one second. Let me get this. Hello. Hey, did you book the trip yet? No, not yet, but I have been looking on BraxtonWV.org and I keep finding more stuff to do. Did you find, did you know that they had motorcycle tours? Sweet. I can ride in and you can follow with the camping gear. And with my kayak because they have river trails too. We better plan on a week long trip. Okay. I'm on BraxtonWV.org now too. And speaking of tours, have you seen the haunted locations? We can go ghost hunting. (laughs) I'll put that on the itinerary. Man, you know, there's so much to do. You might have to make a repeat trip. BraxtonWV.org. Man, did, did you see this? Hey, what's going on? My name is Mike Del Coro. I go by uh, Florida Paranormal Researcher on my social media and YouTube accounts um, with a group called uh, Paranormal, I'm sorry, War Party Paranormal here in Florida. We consist of uh, approximately 30 members. I would say we're, we're maybe one of the biggest teams in, uh, in Florida, if not the U.S., um, we hold a lot of public, live, interactive ghost hunt events um, at different historical societies um, throughout Florida. Uh, we do Yesteryear Village, which the infamous Riddle House is at. Um, believe it or not, that's not the most haunted structure at that location. Uh, I would say it's medium compared to some of the other uh, places on the, on the premises there. Uh, we do history Fort Lauderdale, uh, the New River Inn. There's also that's another cool spot because there's there's multiple locations um, that we hit, and we kind of do it like a, a free for all. You know, if you would for the for the guests, you know, we'll put some investigators in each different building, and the guests just get to walk from building to building and, and do their own thing and see what we're up to in each building. Um, we're doing the Hotel Redlands. Um, bunch of different historical areas in florida and and our main goal is to to bring people in and and let them see what we do and um basically you know show them that 
that what we do is legit. We're professional about it. And the main goal also is to raise money for these historical societies um, by bringing guests. Um, not, we're a nonprofit. None of the money goes to the team. Everything goes to historical societies. We do it, you know, just to do it. And the other main reason is we, we do uh, specialize in doing residential uh, cases. And, and this is a good way for people to get familiar with us, get comfortable with us and uh, get our name out there. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. I think it's wonderful that you're helping out, you know, doing charity work. And, you know, that says a lot about you guys as a team that, uh, you know, you're obviously not in it for the money. You're in it to help out and uh, raise awareness. I think that's great, man. I do. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's the, you know, our, our founders, uh, Zap and, and Scotty have, we've learned so much from there. They've been in the industry and, and in the paranormal community and, and been on other teams. And, and each of them, I think have been in the field, uh, approximately 30, 40 years. Wow. Um, so yeah, we got definitely some, some knowledge on the team. So if it's something that we, we brought, we have also many different types of people, you know, we have people that are sensitive. Uh, we have psychic mediums. We have, uh, investigators like myself that are handy with electronics and equipment um and it all ties together really well um it's it's amazing how how awesome we we work together as a team too especially with this many people yeah there's no egos and this and that like everybody just flows and works really nice it's like i, I call it our our family more than i do a team yeah that's so rare oh <laughs> my gosh man i can't think i couldn't put 30 people together of anybody i know 30 people together without there being conflict so yeah uh, no i mean the, obviously there has uh sometimes been stuff that comes up but and people have come in and left but the the majority group of people is just uh we work so well together it's it's awesome yeah yeah that's cool man uh so let me ask you you personally what got you started like what got you into the paranormal is it something that you grew up with or is it just an interest. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say like probably a good percentage of of the paranormal community have had uh, run-ins with with paranormal things as as a, a youngster, you know, yeah. or or throughout their life, and and that and that's what happened with me. Obviously, uh, that's what I'm talking about because you know it kind of piques your interest to get you wanting to figure out what's going on. What 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 was it? What I, I want to find a reason. I want to know why this is in, in mainstream science and, and why this stuff hasn't come out, what's going on and, and, and looking into it. And I've always been really interested in it. Um, when I was, when I was pretty young, I, I had some, some stuff going on where, you know, I saw some, some shadow figures and, and things. Um, one, one particular night when I was, I don't know, about, uh, 10 ish, you know, years old. Um, I was awoken and, and I had three shadow figures standing at the foot of my bed. Um, and I was like in paralysis, like I couldn't move. Um, and I had like a, like a little train Lego train set deal, you know, lit up and it freaking turned on, man. When, when I saw those people, I couldn't move. I looked over the train turned on. Uh, and, and I was scared. Essless, you know? Yeah. And, and Ever since that, I think, you know, and at the time I, I thought it was, you know, extraterrestrial right. um, or, or something of that nature. Uh, but now that, that I'm doing what I do, I, I feel that it, it was, it might not have been that it might've been something else. It might've been spirits or, or family members or something. I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it at the time. Man, that would be so scary, especially as a kid. Yeah, yeah man, that was that was experience. And you know, it's, it's funny is one of my really good friends that's on the team, Joe, um, Joe hunts ghosts. Uh, he is, is always been sensitive and always had stuff going on, right. but it's kind of neat being, you know, a good friend of his and talking to him on a daily basis. Now that he is learning that he is sensitive and, and trying to deal with it and, you know, learn how to shut down. And, and how to open himself up when we're doing investigations, but to close it down. And he was struggling with it a little bit at first, uh, but now I think he's kind of honing it in 
and, and could shut it down because he was going home after investigations and, and hearing stuff and seeing stuff and and just because you know I think he was opening himself up and didn't know how to to close it down. Yeah. Um, and that's wild to witness. I mean, that's wild to see. And I'm not sensitive at all. Like right. sometimes if we're doing something and, and, and it's, it could be uh, potentially something dark or very strong, I, I might get a little nauseous. Um, but that's the extent of it. Yeah. So it's it's pretty wild. But let me ask you real quick. Tell me you have a black cat. I, I have a cat that's... Uh, okay. Like a tabby cat. Yeah. Okay. I saw a cat in the background, man. I saw this eyes glowing. And so I was like, please, please, Jesus, let that be a cat. <laughs> oh, it's kind of weird because I don't know how you would see her. The camera's kind of facing. Yeah, it was upwards. it was barely over your left shoulder. Yeah. I'm in my garage. Okay. So it was right maybe, in front of that door. Should... Yeah, it was on, on yeah. top of that stuff right there. They will have okay. to watch it back and see it because that. Well. <laughs> I hope there's nothing here. <laughs> yeah, well, that leads me to this question, and I ask a lot of people this, you know, just personally, um, off camera, on camera, whatever. What do you do uh, to protect yourself when you go out to these investigations? I I ask this because I've talked to a lot of people that dabble in the paranormal or full fledged into it, and it seems like when we get into you know, darker stories, I wind up getting stuff going on in my house. Um, I've had a lot of electronic issues. I had EVPs. My family's seen the shadows and the, you know, in the corners and stuff like that. And so, you know, we stay prayed up. I have, you know, olive wood crosses all through the house. I've done a lot of stuff to help, you know, with saging and stuff like that, but yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and, you know, I've been on a couple different podcasts and doing stuff with people and, you know, it, it's very easy for them uh, from what we've seen to manipulate electronics. And that's why we use what we use. And, and I've actually had, I thought this was kind of crazy, right? Because I'm going to answer your question, but I think yeah. this will lead into it is that uh, Eric, uh, one of our team members does a lot of live events on Instagram and, and he'll bring in psychic mediums virtually live. And at first I was like, what, they're not here. How can I, but through the phone, through lives and stuff, they can feel and see what's going on at that location. And, and that to me is wild. So yeah, that's, that's pretty nuts. And I, and like I said, you know, they can travel through from what I've told and what I've seen and what I've heard is that they can travel through phones. They can travel through uh, cameras and, and video and electronics. Uh, but to answer your question, I don't do, anything uh like ritualistic per se um i have a a pendant that i wear this is uh i'm not super religious but this is a pendant that they use for uh, exorcisms right. and things like that to keep keep evil away i actually i had this a long long time it's a uh, tiki tiki mask it's the ward away evil spirits uh just things like that but sometimes if we're Actually, every time we're done with an investigation, mm -hmm. I will say, and I don't know if you've seen any of my content, but I, I almost talk to them or, and, and show them that we're not scared. I, I feel like they kind of, any entities or, or things like that, they feed off of fear or your feelings. Like if you, I am, I, I don't really tend to ever really get startled or freaked out very easily. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I tend to, to treat them almost like a, like a dog or like a small child or something like that, where you have to be very stern. And, and I feel like that helps a lot. So, you know, not rude, but stern, stand your ground. Yeah. So like at the end of an investigation, I'll always say like, listen, all right, you do not have permission to follow me or any of our guests outside this resident, this is where you belong and this is where you're going to stay yeah. and you do not have permission. And, uh, you know, we'll come back and visit you again. We'll be back. Um, thank you. I'll be respectful, things like that. If we do get into anything that seems to be pretty dark, um, we do have people on the team that are, that have experience uh, dealing with that. So, it doesn't really bother me too much because I know if, if anything really does happen or we get into that situation, we can contact somebody that, that can do proper cleansings and uh, things of that nature. And, and you know, I, I will take precautions. Like at the end of uh, some sessions, we'll do a sage. Uh, 
cleansing and, and things of, of that nature but not nothing too much uh really not nothing like i know some some groups will do prayers and things like that before uh, i i'm just not super super religious um but i am obviously somewhat religious and and spiritual so i i do feel that proper precautions should be taken and especially when you're dealing with uh, uh child children mm -hmm. entities it, it seems like they're very clingy and and that's something that we want to watch out for um during investigations, if we feel like there's children there, we'll obviously do the same thing. Just know you do not have permission uh, to, to follow us. You will stay here. This is where you belong. And this is, you know, or and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of children, you know, entities that are children, I'm always concerned that it's something trying to lower your guard, you know, that it's not necessarily a child. I don't know how you feel or how your group feels about um evil entities you know is this because i haven't asked you yet uh, i don't know how you feel like what this is that we're dealing with but you know when it comes to a kid you know they're very disarming a lot and i'm afraid that you know something's going to try to contact you or try to appear as something innocent or something to to, to get closer to you you know so from just from our experience, we can tell that there's a lot of the opposite of that too, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and to answer your other question, like what, what do I feel like we're dealing with? I think it's a mixture of things. I, I think that it, it's hard to, to distinguish exactly. Um, but I, I do feel that hundred percent that is, we are speaking with afterlife. Um, we've had so many things that there, there's no way there could be coincidences. Um, I mean, full on EVPs with names yeah, and uh, ITC stuff, you know, uh, spirit box, uh, doing Estes methods, things of that nature. We actually, <clears throat> you know, have got names first and last over a period of time and then given them the historians and they've confirmed that that person did reside at that residence. Um, but to answer your question, yes. I, and I also, like I said, a mixture of things, there is evil because if without uh, darkness, there would be no light, you know? So I do feel that there's evil presence, there's dark stuff out there. I don't even like saying the word demons, you know, I don't, I don't, not, I don't, I just try not to, yeah. to even talk about it because I, I think that's very, very, very rare, you know? And like I was saying that, I feel there's a lot of opposite in that too, that if a spirit's like, you go to the residence and they're pissed off and they just don't want to be bothered and they don't want you messing with them, they'll act as if they are something darker or bigger and badder than they really are to frighten you, to get you to leave so they can just not have to deal with it. Um, yeah. we, we find that a lot. Like one investigation we were doing, and it's, it's on my YouTube. We're doing in uh, actually, you know what? I don't think this one this one is. We're uh, holding on to that right now for some some other stuff that's coming down the pipe. But uh, Richmond Naval Air Station was a uh, a base, a naval base in Miami, Homestead actually, and uh, that's where they housed all the blimps that would go out and uh, take care of the U boats during uh, the 40s mm -hmm. and that was destroyed in 1945 from a hurricane that started the fire and there was uh, some deaths there um the fire chief died um and now it's the uh gold coast railroad museum so now it's packed full of abandoned train cars and wow. historical ones like that so there is so much going on there it is super active and one of the parts of the building that's a structure that was original structure is like an old mechanics room. And uh, we spent a bunch of time in there doing the SS methods and, and EVPs and things. And we started doing SS methods and right off the rip, you're hearing devil, demon, uh, get out, get the hell out of here. I own you. Like, I was like, what in the world? I was like, you know, and I'm the one talking and Joe has the headphones on. And I'm like, listen, I'm, you're not going to scare us. This is BS. You know what? You're not that tough of a guy if you're if you're doing that. And then after I did that a little bit, you almost started seeing the whole thing just turn around. 
and, and start getting responses to some of our questions. And, you know, his little tricks didn't work. You know, he didn't, he didn't scare us uh, out of there. I said, you're not going to scare us with that. Come on now. Let's, uh, let's man to man. Let's talk. Wow. And, and, brave, it pretty, man. And, and it was pretty wild how you seen the whole conversation shift, yeah. you know, and, and, and it was, it was nuts, but yeah, I do agree. Uh, you never, sometimes you have to be weary and not fall directly into what, what you're getting the responses because yeah, uh, there is times where, where things can, can mimic and there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, that, that, uh, you got to, kind of look at it from the overall picture and, and kind of see what's going on, you know? Yeah. yeah that's cool. And that's why it's, that's why it's really neat that we do investigate a lot of the same places over and over and over. Um, there's at the old, there's an old Davy schoolhouse. It's a museum from one of the first schoolhouses that was in Florida in uh, South Florida and Davy. And uh, there's a house there, the Beely house. It's on the same property as a historic home built in 1912 i gotta remember all this stuff too so <laughs> so um we get a lot of activity in the attic a lot and uh we've been doing a lot of essence methods are you, are you familiar with those i've i've seen the essence method done on uh that youtube series hellier you know i watched them do that but there'll probably be a lot of people listening to this that are not familiar with it. So if you want to talk about how, what that method is and how it's used, that'd be great. Yeah. We, we started doing it like seven, eight months ago. It was our, one of our first sessions and uh, we've been killing it. It's been, it's been super productive. Um, and we, we do it a lot now. We're starting to do it at some of our live events. So basically what it is, is one of our team members will wear noise isolation headphones not canceling but isolation like uh big fourth uh, drummers headphones or something of that nature right and then we'll take a, a spirit box normally in uh sb7 uh, spirit box which is I'm, I'm explaining it for the for the viewers i'm, I'm pretty sure you, you might know what that is but it's a, a am fm radio with the tuner removed Mm -hmm. So it'll scan through the, the frequencies and you could change the milliseconds, but it'll scan through the frequencies pretty quick. And you can hear or pick up uh, conversations or, or words from, from the afterlife through these boxes that uh, they sell or, or we make or, or whatnot. And, you know, you do maybe catch a little bit of like a DJ or something if you're in a very populated area, like if it's, if it's rolling through there, but you'll hear like that you know, just like little short spurts, but to get a full word or a sentence or a phrase, there's, it's impossible to, to be from, from a radio station because you're, you're flipping at 150 milliseconds. Wow. Um, so what we do is we take that and we'll plug it directly into the headphones. And then uh, whoever has the headphones on that's listening to the spirit box will also be blindfolded. So now they cannot read my lips they cannot hear my voice. All they're doing is concentrating and listen to what's coming through that spirit box and repeating it out of their mouth. Um, and a lot of times Joe will do it and he's sensitive and he's seen things. He's had stuff touch him while we're doing this. Um, so it, it's, it's wild. So now I'm asking questions. The person that has uh, headphones on, this is a spirit box. Like I said, we took away their senses. They have, they can't see only thing they hear is that white noise and any uh any words or voices or or phrases that are coming through that and they're repeating it um so the it's mind-blowing when i will have a full conversation you know and it's making sense and it's lining up um and a couple times we've had it where it almost seems like it's two different spirits talking to to each other and we'll pick up conversations that way. Really? Like, yeah, it's it's wild. And like we were in the Vili House attic the other night, and we know that we're communicating with a person named Paul Hammer. Um, we got the name Paul multiple times on on EVP through different people, different uh, teammates going there and doing EVP sessions and getting the name Paul, and not knowing that other members got Paul and then collaborating afterwards. Nice. Um, 
And then we had Hammer keep coming up, like on the Ovulisk, on EVPs, we're like, Hammer. We're looking around for a Hammer, we're like, what the, what's a you know, Hammer? What's that doing? So we ended up realizing that, and we talked to one of the local historians that works there during the day that's really in tune with the history of this place, said, yeah, no, there was a guy named Paul Hammer that, that passed at this house. And we're like, what? We're just like blown away, right? Um, then we had our friend Carly, uh, the village tarot card or tarot witch on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's awesome, right? We had her on a live there and we're in the attic. So she pulls death card. Uh, like, all right, we know somebody died here. And then she pulls uh, the poison card twice. So we're like, poison we ended up going back and asking kim the historian she said yeah no i swore to goodness paul actually died from getting bit by a rattlesnake and he got bit twice oh, and we were just like we were like floored yeah so the last ss this method method session that we did uh in that attic i'm like we we're trying to talk to paul you know and and i just posted that it's it's wild man and i'm like paul come on over here and sit down and talk to me right away first response hello and i'm like what <laughs> so i just i just started establishing the communication just like what we do with our evps you know we'll play our evps back right then and there listen to it all right and then try to establish communication related to the questions that we're asking and the answers that we're getting yeah um and just try to keep a, keep a conversation flowing. I love that. Yeah, it, it's yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was always intrigued by the paranormal, and I've done some uh, investigations, like solo or like with a buddy, like like years, you know, just kind of here and there, spotty. Right. Um, but ever since I joined the the war party team, you know, I was definitely a little skeptical. But now just the, the amount of evidence that we can capture and log, and I am going to call it evidence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some absolutely. of them, you know, sometimes I, I, I won't say that word per se, um, but there is no way there's this many, um, you know, things that are lining up that, yeah. that it's, it's flooring, you know. Yeah, that goes way beyond coincidence, if you ask me. Uh, 100%, 100%. Man. And, you know, like, sometimes you can, you know, you, you might be able to write off a REM pod hit, this, that, and the other thing, you know, because they, they are affected um, by uh, shortwave radio mm -hmm. um, and things like that will break the field and, and trigger them. Uh, it's uncommon, but, but it can happen. Um, so, but you start lining that up with, um, intelligent responses. Like I, there's a number of times where the, the REM, a REM pod or a no meter or something will, will be going off and I'll look at it and say, listen, knock it off. Stop that. Don't touch it, please. Mm -hmm. And it'll just, and then you, it's, it's wild. it's wild. Are they, is there some reason why they're bound to listen? Like, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't know if it's just like, I, I don't know, I, but I feel that it does work. If you are stern and straightforward and, and show that you don't show fear, mm -hmm. uh, most of the time I will get a response. Not always, but yeah. And, and like a lot of times, sometimes it, my technique that I like to use is being just very, very forward, straight and saying, hey, listen, come on over here and talk to me. Let's sit down. Let's talk. I know, you know, and I'm just very stern and straight. It doesn't always work um, all the time. You know, sometimes I'll be doing that. And I'm not getting much response. And then Joe will come in and being a sensitive, you know, and, and, and feeling what's going on. And, and he might take a little bit of a different approach and, and start saying, hey, my name is Joe. I'm just very calm and inviting. And, and it's like, listen, there's nothing to be afraid of here. We're not here to hurt you. If you want to come on over and chat with us, that'd be awesome. Can you come over and talk into this recorder? And then he'll start getting EVPs. So and then sometimes it's the other way around, you know? Right. So it, it, it's just, it's just cool. You know, like every, they all, 
seem to have a, a, a different, um, you know, their own personality, I would yeah. say, you know? Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I want to take just a minute to tell you guys about SquatchSurvivalGear.com. If you're into camping, bushcraft, survival, prepping, or just looking for an everyday carry, SquatchSurvivalGear.com has everything you need. They have the gear to help you survive the worst day of your life. You know, it's just to help you be ready. Uh, for me, I have the Rock Ape Pack. It's one of the backpacks that they offer. It is, it's a good size bag. You know, it, I, I took it out on my last trip for a, for a four-day camp, and everything I needed fit in there. Um, they have things that go from that size down to like a sling bag. They have a bigger bag, you know, like the Grassman or the Yowie. Uh, and if you haven't noticed, they have cool names too. You know, they're named after, you know, these cryptids, the Minahuni, uh, they, they, they got it all. But the gear itself is 100% made in America. Every component is made in America. Um, the guy that's designing them and making them here, his name is Chris. He's been on my show a couple times. But he's a, uh, he's a veteran. And he went with the gear that he used while in military service and reconfigured it to, to be even better and made it available you know, to the civilian sector. Top-of-the-line gear, absolutely bomb-proof. I love it. Best I've ever had in my life. You know, I've, I've had Camelbacks. I've had L.L. Bean. I've had uh, some some really high-end stuff. But this Squatch Survival gear, it just it steals the show. Uh, it's fantastic gear. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. You can use promo code BUMP10 and save 10% on anything on the entire site. Like when we were talking about other, uh, you know, earlier about uh, dark stuff or, or evil or bad. It, listen, if you were an a-hole in life, you're probably going to be an a-hole in your afterlife. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, I think a lot of times it's, it's that more than anything, uh, you know, I would say evil. Yeah. Most time it's just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Um, I mean, because that, like, you know, during our, our, our residentials and stuff, too. Um, now, that's a, that's a whole other thing, man. Uh, uh, so if we do get a residential, right, the first yeah. thing we'll do is, you know, we're I, I would say we're a lot different than a lot of other teams, uh, especially being in Florida. You got all kinds of kinds, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we do have to weed them out. And we'll establish a case manager to that case. They will interview the person. Um, they will do virtual visits with the person. Um, and we will record medications, what they're taking, who they talk to, uh, trauma, injuries. Um, they have a history of, of mental illness. Um, I mean, we will go deep. And yeah. then once we do an investigation, 
um, a lot of times what we'll do is the tech guys, you know, us, we're going to be outside and we'll let one of our psychic mediums or sensitives do a walk through the premises alone. They aren't aware of any of the history, um, anything that that person has told us or reported. We keep that all uh, to ourselves and they won't be involved in like we'll have like group chats um they won't be involved in any of the group chats or anything like that when we're discussing our plan they they know nothing they're going in completely blind um they will walk the premises they'll come back out they'll meet with us and tell us what they felt where and what or if anything and then we'll go in and do our investigation in those locations um and then afterwards we'll see if what what coincides um, sometimes it'll obviously take uh, more than one visit. Right. And if we do find that there is something there that needs to be removed or, or sent uh, away, then we'll have people come in that on our team that will do a complete cleansing and work with them. If we find it's not something, um, we'll be brutally honest with them and say, listen, I think that maybe you have, you've been dealing with a lot of stress, uh, you're on this medication, we do have a, a lot of EMF coming off of the power lines going over the house. You know that could that could uh, affect your mental state, and uh, maybe you should speak with somebody in the mental health field yeah. and see if that can that will help or or things of that nature. You know, um, we won't mislead anybody and we'll be transparent. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that you do that for them. You know, because sometimes people just need that little nudge if there is something going on. You know, if it is just paranoia or stress and anxiety that's you know they, they've created this it has to be something paranormal because there can't be anything wrong kind of feeling you know that it takes an, somebody from outside perspective you know to, to kind of help somebody along sometimes I, I think it's great that you're doing that and it's also yeah, pretty, and then, it's pretty cool that I, I, my next question was you know walk me through a typical residential haunting you know what what you do and you just did that so <laughs> that, that was great <laughs> Awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's, and you know, like you said, the, the, for a family yeah. to, to welcome a, uh, a paranormal team into their home, uh, it's usually the last thing, a last resort. Right. Um, if, if it's, if it's legit, you know, if they, if they are having issues, um, we're usually the last people they want to call. Yeah. Um, so yeah we also make sure that we're super discreet we are uh, private um and we don't we don't discuss any details uh, to anybody about about that kind of stuff Good you know obviously want to keep it uh very professional and do the, do the right thing and if it even gets beyond that and it's something that we don't even feel that we can control and it is dark then we will bring in um a priest or a church or something of that nature, we will contact them and, and, and bring them in. Have you had something like that happen before? Our team, yes, me personally, no. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I imagine that would be pretty rare, but it would, that would also be intense. That would be kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, we recently had uh, another team from another state contact us and uh, they want us to go up there and help them and bring a, uh, a bishop and, and, and do some stuff like that. And I personally couldn't make it uh, due to work related uh, things. Right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, and I'm, I'm not going to ask you any hardball questions. It's just opinion. Um, Shoot. How are these people, uh, how are they stuck here? Or, or is everybody here? You know, like, what what do you think you're you know you're talking to is it it's obviously something intelligent it's a person you know they got names why are they here and not somewhere else in the afterlife so obviously you have the the normal responses that you can research online and stuff that people have figured out but from my personal experience yeah what i have found is there's many different different things um and i've asked and we asked that question good direct good. a yeah. lot like, why are you still here? Yes. And, uh, you know, you can go into all kinds of theories, but from the, the actual field investigations that I've done, 
Um, I, I feel that one, um, they're very, very, very passionate about the location. If that was their home, that was their thing. Uh, you know, that was something they built. They put their blood, sweat, and tears into, and they're just not ready to let go. Um, two, they they're just they can't come to terms with that. They're they're gone. They want to just continue living the life that they had and just keep moving and pretend like it's it didn't happen they're still there like they're that passionate that strong about it that they're still still here um i do feel that there's a difference between uh spirits and ghosts you know i feel that spirits can can leave come back can travel can go back to the afterlife come back into our realm mm -hmm. um and then i feel like a ghost is is somebody that is, is trapped stuck or unwilling to leave nice um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I also feel like, cause you know, that was one of my main thing. Like, you know, a lot of people investigate cemeteries, right? Like what the hell are they doing at the cemetery? That was, they're already dead when they were there. Right. Right. So I, I was like, you know, I've always, but they're, they are active. Right. Yeah. So the other thing that I found that is possible and, and these are all theories, obviously, you know, there's no way I could. Right. 100% say here it is I got a ghost it's right here look at it you know there there's these are all theories and things that I, we've come across and I feel like somebody is very very attached to their body you know just like you're going to be attached to physical things you could be attached to yourself yeah you know and you're like I'm not letting go man and you just go with your body to wherever it lays and that's where you're going to sit and stay yeah. um, or I've also got responses at cemeteries that they're waiting for somebody they're waiting for family. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it's, there, I feel like there's a lot of different, there's no one answer, you right. know? And yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Like I, and we'll have, um, doing sessions and, and things. And, and like I was telling you, like have two different spirits communicating, yeah. um, with each other. Like that's, that's wild to me. Like at, at the uh, the naval base, that was like when women were first getting into the the navy and things, and, and we were getting like, is there you know woman here and, and responses from a woman, and then we were getting responses from a possible uh, service member, like a military service, and we're and then she was like, you would you would hear like, help me. And then you hear like, no, don't <laughs> like, you know, like two different people, like somebody saying, help me. And then you hear like, and then you get another response, like, no, don't, don't do it. Yeah. And then be like, hey, it's, it's crazy. Um, same thing with one of the other spots we, we, uh, we investigate, we get a, a woman, you'll hear like a woman's voice scream EVP. And, and then you'll hear like, a, and then you'll get like a man yelling. And it's like, almost like there was a fight. Wow. And I don't know if that, there's the other thing is too, is residual energy. Right. Um, that's you know, where it's, not actually, where it's not actually an, an, an intelligent thing, but it's something that's engraved in, in space time because of how uh, traumatic or whatever, and it left uh, an imprint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like when, like, you know, obviously when, when you hear uh, stories of, I, I see like a woman in, in white walk down this hallway at, the, at this certain time, Right. Um, that that could be a residual haunting, you know, where it's not actually a spirit or anything. It's just uh, a residual energy repeating yeah. itself. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Gettysburg ghosts, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's another spot I've always wanted to check out, man. Yeah, that's, me too. Uh, I've seen some cool. I've seen some some wild uh, footage. Yeah. 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 I saw one. It was like. Uh, full full uniform soldier and it's like walked through one of those static displays of the cannons and i was like man how yeah, i think that might have been the same one that i seen and that's, yeah. that's crazy yeah blows my mind. that's the other thing that that kind of is a little disappointing to me though too is is that this time and, and age that we live in it, it is so easy to um 
to get everything at your fingertips with these smartphones and devices, right? Like you could do anything from your phone that you used to be able to do on a computer and, and with ease. And, and you do have to look out for, for fake and fraudulent things out there for people to get clicks, you know? And that's, that's the other thing is, is it, I almost feel like it's a bad thing, but it's always going to be, it was always there and it's always going to be there. Um, just now it's easier to, to fake things and, and stuff like that. And we just have to make sure that we, we point that out or, or stay away from it or don't let ourselves get <clears throat> skewed either way and, and just make sure that we are being honest and that's all we can do, you know? Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Uh, okay, let me ask you, because I, I know I got a lot of people that's going to be listening to this and they're going to want to hear, you know, a, a story. It doesn't have to be anything scary, but do you have any memorable experiences, anything that like really just stands out to you that uh you know that that you want to share absolutely um i guess i, I would say i'm going to start off by just doing a, a short one right like disembodied voices always just blow my mind i i would say that's the the wildest thing that you could possibly uh get to before you actually physically see something an apparition or something like that so disembodied voices uh just blow my mind and and there was one in particular that uh joe and i experienced and you know and and for listeners that that possibly don't know what that is uh the difference between a disembodied voice evp things of that nature a disembodied voice is like an actual voice that you can hear with your ears um that is not from a person that's there right and um this one particular time joe and i were investigating the southern bell house it's a uh, museum and we were in there at night and it was a private investigation i guess for your village where the riddle house is and we all split up and that's another thing that we get paid kind of how we get paid right uh these places will let us do private investigations that they're you know for helping them raise money yeah. So it'll just be a few of our team members go in and, and just get to test new equipment, try new techniques and do things. And so that's kind of our payment. Right. Um, so we're there by ourselves. We split up. It was just me and Joe in this building. We, we have all we were completely dark, um, no lights, just our night vision cams. And we set up cams around the perimeter of the inside of the building watching us. Um, we're doing some EVPs. And I start walking from one building uh, I'm sorry, from one main room where they have all the switchboards and everything because it's set up like an old uh, uh, Bell South uh, operation, you know, where operators sit. Yeah. And I am walking towards the other room. I'm just looking at the little screen on my camera trying not to fall down because <laughs> I can't see, you know. And, and I'm walking and because, you know, that's the other thing is, you know, we want to go dark because, uh, you know, incandescent bulbs and things like that put a lot of EMF. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that there's limited uh, power you know so we're walking and as soon as my foot crosses the crosses the threshold to go into the other room you hear clear as day where are you going wow. and and i go and joe's 10 feet behind me just standing there and and i go what'd you say he goes no that wasn't me i heard it too <laughs> and i was like and we both just got goosebumps and looked at each other and we're like no way we got to watch this, this footage. Sure enough, uh, it was on one of Joe's cams. Uh, he went through it and, and found it. And the whole, the whole thing's there. Like as soon as I cross the threshold, you hear it. Where are you going? I look at Joe, both, none of our mouths are moving. You know, we're, I look at Joe and he's look, and we both look freaked out and, and you can hear it clear as day. It's, it was wild. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, that, that would be the creepy stuff right there, man. That's <laughs> You can never yeah, get that, that. No, and and disembodied voices are very rare, but they are they're by far the most uh, most hair raising. Yeah, to say the least. Um, yeah, so so that was a very very cool. And then I'll try to keep this one somewhat uh, short. Oh, you're good. But the thing that completely changed my whole way of of thinking was uh, the first time joe and i investigated together uh we actually went with uh his wife and my girlfriend which are that's how i met joe they're 
uh, best friends. And so we went on a whole like group uh, vacation to St. Augustine. And me and Joe were like, it's on. We're gonna we're gonna go check <laughs> we're gonna go check out some spots, you know. So we actually went to the St. Augustine old old jail in St. Augustine. And and when I when we were there, it was like a paid event thing. So we kind of like come rolling up and we got our backpacks and our cases and uh they're like, what in the world? Yeah. And so <laughs> they're like, these guys know what's up, you know? So we start catching EVPs and, and some stuff right off the rip. And, and the people hosting the, the event were like, listen, they come up to us and they're like, you guys stay, do your thing. And we're like, all right, cool, cool. Nice. So after all the guests left, they just gave us the jail, like why they were cleaning up and doing their thing. Like we stayed there for like a couple hours, like just doing our thing, just me and Joe in the jail. So we're up in the, the warden's bedroom and this is a creepy place, man. If you don't know any of the history about the jail, yeah, I don't. check it out, man. Do a little research. It is wild. Uh, I could go on for, for quite some time. There's so much history there, but I'm, I'm going to keep it short. Like I said, there's the warden was a big, scary dude, and uh, he overpacked the jail. He would just load people into these. Uh, and it's an open-air prison mm. in Florida, you know. And, and people were just dying off by heat exhaustion, um, just terrible conditions, and, and packing them into these cells as many as you could fit. You know, they were designed for like two people. He put like four or five. And um, the reason he was doing it is he was subcontracting out or labor yeah. to make money. Uh, I mean, sick, but kind of genius. Um, but he, so, so one of the historians told me that like that day, and I was like, that's how I'm going to get a response. I'm going to go up there and, and pretend like this guy is, is a genius and he was super smart. And I'm going to play into it and tell him, see if I can get a response that way. Because you know how many people pass through this place on a daily basis in St. Augustine? I mean, it's, you know, it's, I need to do something different. I need to do something different to trigger a response. So I get up there and I'm like, hey, listen, Warden, if you're here, I think, what, you know, a lot of people didn't like you. I think what you did was smart, man. I think that's good thinking. Um, and right off the rip, I get talked to me, like clear as day, talk to me. And then we started getting EVPs. We, uh, start getting somebody else. Like we're starting talking to somebody else. It's uh, one of the inmates. And we're like, who, who are you? What's your name? And he wouldn't say his name, but we said, we, we got an EVP. It said, check the board. Right, check the board. Um, so the one, one of the ladies that was that works there was just coming in checking on us. And I said, hey, um, if I said to you, check the board, what would that mean? And she goes, oh, well, in the guard tower over there, there's a board of all nine um, inmates that were hanged to death. Oh and I was like, I said, get out of here. So we go into, we go into the guard tower and we start reading off names one by one boom, boom, down the line and you know as we're doing that we say listen give us a sign or trigger something let us know when we get to your name and i'm paraphrasing here but i think it was like the sixth or seventh one down uh, joe says tom white the melmeter in the other room with the warden's room nobody, nobody else is here at this time it's just us starts going bananas i mean the temperature the ram part of it, any sensor on that thing just goes bananas. Um, so we're like, oh, you know, and, and then we so, so we started talking. Is this uh, Tom White? And then we start getting more responses. And it was just the whole way that that whole investigation went. It was like playing Clue, you know. Yeah. It was like one thing led us to another place. Let like it led us around the jail until we could figure, and we we're figuring out things as we went that all tied into the history of the place. And that by far just changed my thinking on a lot of things. No doubt that. And that's, that takes away the scary element of it. You know, that, that you're talking to a person, you're talking to somebody that has been there that can still reach out to you and you put in the footwork, man. I, I think that's wonderful. 
you know. Yeah, and, and that's like another thing, you know, like a lot of times when we do these public investigations, like we'll make it like, uh, you know, we might put some ominous tunes and stuff on our videos <laughs> to, to keep people interested. And it is kind of frightening if you think about it, you're talking with the dead, but it's not scary. It's not jump scary. You know, I yeah. mean, it's, it, it's mind blowing. Right. It's but confusing. It's not, yeah. yeah, but it's not, I would say, like scary, you know, like in a lot of the, a lot of the thoughts, you know. Um, that's why we 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 do our events. You know, we're bringing people there. We're having them. We're, we start getting interactive. We say, "Hey, listen, everybody, introduce yourself. What's your name?" And we'll be doing an EVP. I'll run my DR sixty, and I'm like, "Hey, how you doing? My name is Mike. This is," and I'll point, and they'll say their name, and we'll go to the next person. What's your name? And we'll go around. There'll be like five people there. And at the end, I'll say, "Hey, uh, who do you like the best?" And we'll wait, and, and then we'll get one of their names. Come back on the EVP, like we just for showing people that this is interactive it's real it's not we're not screwing around and and that's the other thing like we'll take our we like to use dr60s um they they capture a lot of evps um some are intelligible you know you can't always understand with those um but they capture i would say more than any other recorder that we've used there's there's a lot of other recorders that we also use that provide better class evps mm -hmm. but but not as many, you know? So when we have a group of people there, we're gonna wanna use what produces the most, you know? Oh, yeah. So, so, but what we do to avoid any interaction, like even by mistake, you know, you're holding one in your hand and you, you move your thumb on the case and that might create a noise, you know? So what we'll do is we'll set it down on the table, we'll press the record button and we'll step a foot back and then we'll ask our questions and then we'll wait and we'll come back, try to click just the button with your hand, pick it up and play it back. So there's no, I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice to do that. Right. But when we, but when we can, there's a table or a flat surface that's so sturdy, we'll do that. And then, I mean, we're, and we're ripping off quality EVPs right there in front of you. Awesome, man. That is great. So if somebody wanted to, to get with you guys, um, this would be a good time to go ahead and to, to plug contact information, your show on YouTube. Uh, you got a good YouTube channel. Your Instagram, what, whatever you want to plug, man. Let's go ahead and do that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So if you want to check out my Instagram, um, FLA underscore uh, paranormal underscore underscore researcher. But if you if you start to search FLA underscore paranormal, I'll pop up. So Florida Paranormal Insta uh, Researcher on Instagram. Uh, same thing on YouTube, Florida Paranormal uh, Researcher. Um, and then for a group events. If you want to come out and meet us and, and come over and, and check it out and see what we do, we, we post a lot of um, our events on our personal Instagrams, but also War Party Paranormal on Instagram. And then we also host uh, uh, ghostly experiences where we will show people and teach them about the equipment and then take them on an investigation. Uh, that's also stuff that we, you can check them out on Instagram. Um, it's a few of our team members. Uh, ghostly experiences and i'm also on tiktok uh same florida paranormal researcher so yeah if you guys want to check it out or if anybody has any questions i'm happy if you dm me i'm happy to answer any questions or and we're always looking for other teams and other people to collaborate with come on out you know and, and there's a lot of people that tell me like oh what you do is bs i'll believe it you know nonsense nobody believes it ghosts, but they're all scared of it right um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the the first thing we always say is come on out man Anytime you want to come, we'll, we'll bring. Then you tell us. There you go. There you go, Mike. Thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate having you on here. Um, is there anything else you want to say or or shout out before we hop off for the night? Because I know it's getting a little bit late. Yeah, man. Um, no, I think what you're doing is awesome. Keep up the the good work, and and appreciate I appreciate you having me here. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for you know, for bailing me out. I was I was in a rut. You you pulled through for me, brother. I appreciate you, man. Anytime, and and I'm sure uh, any of our team members too will be happy to help. Anytime. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll holler at you on Instagram a little bit. Thank All you, right. sir. Hey, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Take it on easy. All right, later. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to Patreon.com/slash The Bump Podcast and subscribe. And be a patron. Uh, got 
more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on, share your story with us, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the holler at me button, and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.